This is Marketing Jam, a podcast featuring the brightest minds in Canadian marketing. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. Hey, I want to welcome you to the Marketing Jam podcast, previously known as the Jelly Marketing Podcast. We've gone from jelly to jam, which is always exciting. I'm Darian Kovacs, principal here at Jelly Marketing, based here in the birthplace of British Columbia, Fort Langley, BC, where we will be hosting these podcasts, both audio and video. So be sure to check us out both on YouTube and Facebook video and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and wherever else you view and listen to your beautiful podcasts. We are a small boutique agency on the west uh, side of this beautiful country of Canada. We've taken it up a level to make sure that we get you and find you every beautiful treasure that we can. You can look at this podcast kind of like a treasure hunters podcast that we're going to go out and find the coolest, the brightest, the smartest, the most savvy marketers who are here today in this country and mine them for whatever gems they have that we can share with you today. We want to see this podcast as a chance for you to hear what's coming down the pipe for you to listen to other industry professionals, get some insight, and hopefully learn from their mistakes as well. So we're gonna talk about industry news, what's coming down the pipe from different organizations, but also get deeper with some people that are in some pretty awesome positions uh, as marketing directors. Today on the show, we have uh, Jared Harmon, who is the marketing director from the Joseph Richards Group, which is the fastest growing hospitality brand in Western Canada. And of course, we need to mention, you know, this show is not only brought to you brought to you by viewers like you, of course, but it's also brought to us by Dash This. Uh, DashThis.com is an incredible marketing dashboard that you can use to consolidate all your marketing data so you can talk to your clients, talk to your bosses that be, the business owners, about what marketing is doing for them. Check them out at DashThis.com so you can get all your marketing insights and data into one consolidated dashboard. This podcast is also brought to you by Cyber Impact. You've heard of Constant Contact and MailChimp. Well, Cyber Impact is the Canadian alternative. Home brewed here right in this beautiful country, cyberimpact.com, and knows all the castle laws, knows everything that you need to know as a Canadian agency and a Canadian brand to make sure that your email marketing is up to snuff and up to speed with all the laws and all the best tricks and ticks that you need to make sure that your email marketing is getting all the results that you want to see. But before we jump right into our guests, I'm going to talk to you about uh, things that are making waves in the industry. If you've seen recently the Burger King commercial, uh, it was incredible to watch Burger King both promote their Junior Whopper, but also bring to attention the issue of bullying. So in the show notes, there's a link. Uh, Make sure you check that out if you haven't yet. But it is an incredible commercial where Burger King illustrates that you can not only promote a brand and a product and a uh, consumable, but also bring awareness to an issue that affects so many people and and many of us maybe that while we were in high school or even maybe now today, uh, wherever we are, that bullying is a concern. Uh, What I love about it is there's an old saying that some people call, say, you know, killing two birds with one stone. My grandma would say, uh, you know, feeding two birds with one grain. But what Burger King has been able to do is use their marketing dollars, their marketing savvy to not only promote their Whopper, but also to help an organization, maybe a charity or a nonprofit that's trying to get the word out about the problems of bullying and bringing awareness to this issue. But they've put their shoulder behind it. And what I love about that is, in a sense, it's putting charity out of business, if that term makes sense, where all of a sudden a brand and a company is using their corporate dollars for good, for social good. And instead of them making a token uh, donation once a year, they're actually uh, able to raise awareness about an issue. Much like what Dove did with um, 
body image issues where they were not only promoting Dove, but raising awareness about how women think about themselves and what real beauty actually is. And, and both these, you know, there's different opinions about the sensitivities around it and are you taking advantage of these charitable issues to, uh, you know, to your own brand's uh, selfish desires. But my take is at the end of the day, uh, if the fact that Dove and Burger King is putting all these marketing dollars and all this energy and all this large budget into something that typically small charities who struggle to raise money are trying to raise awareness about, you know, more power to them for doing that, more power to them for trying it, for experimenting. And I'm sure there's some organizations, and I'd love to hear from you, that have failed in doing this and did a worse job than a better job of, you know, telling people about an issue. But I am really, really uh, excited about what Burger King did, much uh, along the lines of what Dove has done. If you know of some great social campaigns that businesses have done, let us know about them. We'd love to share them uh, for our listeners. Well, without further ado, I'd love to bring in our guest of honor, Jared Harmon. Jared grew up in Delta, British Columbia, went to Vancouver College, and then went on to study at UBC. Uh, Jared then went into sports marketing, uh, working for various brands, including the Langley Event Center, uh, which is now home to the WHL's Vancouver Giants. Uh, Jared then went on to work for the Joseph Richards Group, which again is BC's fastest growing hospitality brand. And uh, we're excited to have him here today to share some of his insights and knowledge and truth bombs about marketing in the hospitality industry. It is a privilege and an honor to have you here today, Jared. Thanks for joining us. Starting off, why don't you just tell us what you brought here today as a special little item for our show? Yeah, we're about a week, maybe two weeks away from launching our, our first beer with the Joseph Richard Group, uh, Two Pals Lager. So okay. pretty excited about it. It's going to be available in all of our locations as well mm -hmm. as our liquor stores and uh, currently working on getting it available in a few other arenas and forums as well. So, okay, yeah, great. So well, why don't we crack one yeah, here for the good. show. Stay hydrated. It's important to stay hydrated, as my mother said. Well, yeah, cheers. cheers. Here, welcome yeah. to the show. Oh, yeah, look at this. Two Pals Lager. Yep. Goes down easy. Yep. Deliciousness. And it's kind of, what is this? Would you call this a golden can? A, it's, a, it's a gold can. We spent a lot of time getting that as okay. gold as we could. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So starting off, tell me about your time at UBC and, mm. and what you studied there and how it prepared you for the role that you have now in life. Yeah, I mean, UBC was probably the funnest, uh, if I'm being honest, six, seven years of my life. It, yeah. was, it was a great time. Uh, I studied psychology. Mm. Uh, I put myself through university, so I was working full time throughout. So oh. for all, that's why, that's why I was there so long, amongst other reasons. Yep. Um, yeah, it was, it was I, I always tell people it was a social experience. Okay. So it was... Uh, I don't utilize a lot of the education anymore, which mm. I, maybe is a bad thing to admit, but it was, uh, I was part of a fraternity when I was on campus. We did a lot of charitable work. We uh, did a lot of social work as well in terms of uh, you know, event planning, things like that. And I was able to get a lot of experience mm. uh, for, you know, for two years, I was in charge of the house. So at 19, 20 years old, I was operating the, the house. We had a $2 million budget. Okay. I was dealing with all the finances, you know, all those kind of things. So at a, at a young age, you get that experience. We were, we were throwing parties. That's definitely a part of UBC. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but again, we were working with budgets, trying to re, you know, generate revenue to pay for, for our operations. And, mm -hmm. and then the charitable side, we did a ton of charity work. Mm -hmm. We did uh, you know 24 hour relay. Uh, Easter Seals Regatta, we were, were uh, volunteering in the Sun Run, mm. so it just gave us, uh, uh, and myself, a lot of experience. And then the networking side of it, which mm. is, you know, from a marketing angle, is is everything. Mm. And uh, I got to meet a lot of great people, and, and the first two or three jobs in my, you know, post-university uh, life were a direct result of being involved uh, on campus and in the fraternity. So. Wow. 
So to sum it up for, for students listening to the podcast mm -hmm. or uh, people going into school right now, what is some advice that you'd have as far as spending time in the classroom or outside the classroom? I think the biggest thing when you're at university is just to get involved. Like uh, there, there's definitely an educational element of, of being at university and depending on what field you're going into, um, it may or may not be more important. But uh, I had a lot of friends that uh, went to university when mm -hmm. there's about 45 of us from my grad class that went to UBC and, and you, the difference in the people who got involved on campus, mm -hmm. whether it was a fraternity, whether it was sports, whether it was the different clubs that are mm -hmm. available, uh, even just living on campus, mm -hmm. getting involved made that experience a lot more fulfilling. So. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, in all your sports experience and all the stuff that you've been s had before, you ended up at Joseph Richards Group. Wow. What were some of the most valuable things that you've learned from that, from doing sports marketing? Sports, especially in this market, is a really tough sell. There's a lot of options. I remember I started in the BC Hockey League uh, with the Langley Chiefs, and at the time, you know, we we count the numbers on how many you know amateur or pro teams were available to the market and anywhere between nine and 12 teams when you add up all the junior B all the junior A mm -hmm. the major junior and then obviously the NHL with the Canucks and trying to convince people that your product is the best product mm -hmm. in, in, in some markets was was a challenge and so um, it really kind of taught me grassroots marketing and, and getting out into the community um, the importance of relationships mm -hmm. again and, and having, uh, creating a strong bond and engagement level um, with your fan base to try to generate, you know, butts and seats was always the big thing, so, okay. yeah. So now that you're at Joseph Richards Group, uh, mm -hmm. those of you that don't know it, it is the fastest growing hospitality brand in Western Canada, mm -hmm. British Columbia. Uh, when you break it down, it, there's many brands within the Joseph Richards Group's family. Right. Uh, how would you describe what Joseph Richards Group is to the average person? <sighs> It's interesting because it's evolved a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I've known I've known the company for a long time since its beginning. Um, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to the BC Hockey League for me. It's it's grassroots. It's in the community. Um, each one of our locations works r extremely hard to connect with their community. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's Oakenthorne here in Walnut Grove, trying to make sure that it's connected to just the Walnut Grove community mm -hmm. and the Langley community, mm -hmm. um, and that you know goes throughout all of our regions and areas. Um, but as it's grown in some of the bigger brands like SNL Kitchen and Bars, mm -hmm. it's a different concept. Um, it's a little bit more uh, higher end, and, and and but still trying to keep that community grassroots feel. So it's 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 an interesting kind of game between all the brands and trying to capture and still keep that community feel. But I think it's that's what's made the company successful is it's it's maintained its its level, if you will, mm -hmm. in terms of. You know, you talk to to Ryan and Andre, the mm. two co-founders of the company, and they're the same guys they were 15 years mm. ago before any of this existed, and they, they still have all the same connections that they, and relationships with the people. Again, I keep coming back to relationships. To me, everything in most in every business is is the relationships you keep and and how well you look after those people that have helped you and supported you. So cool. So how many uh, establishments do you guys have now, and and how many kid brands do you have under the parent brand of, of JRG? We'll be up to 22 locations by the end of 2017. So, and that that's uh, three liquor stores. Uh, it'll be four restaurant concepts. Uh, so, three SNL locations, and then we're or sorry, five restaurant concepts. Uh, the Italian, which is our new Italian concept, yeah. uh, opening up hopefully by the end of this year, and then uh, Pseudo Asian uh, Kitchen is opening up as well, either late this year or early next year. So, and then uh, the rest are our, our public houses, and uh, mostly in BC, mostly east of the port. Man, okay. we've got two in Coquitlam, and then we've also got two in Alberta as well. Wow! So, what are the challenges that come along with managing multiple uh, kid brands under a parent brand? 
Always the struggle of differentiating between the parent brand and, and those those sub brands, right? And with us, with our public houses, even so, just focusing on one element of the company, there's multiple brands, right? There's the Town Hall brand, which is really our flagship, and that's mm -hmm. where it all started at Town Hall Langley. Um, but then as that's evolved, and we've gone into multiple locations and in, in, in markets, again, Langley is a great example. We've got Town Hall Langley on, mm -hmm. on and then we've got Wal in Walnut Grove here. We've got Oakenthorn, so. Uh, the menus are the same, yeah. um, okay. but the, and the concepts are, are very similar, yeah. so it makes the branding uh, a little bit easier, but as we move into the new location with Oakenthorn, the concept is evolving again, mm -hmm. right? And it's gonna be, uh, it's still gonna have those great lunch offerings and happy hour offerings and dinner offerings, you know, what people have come accustomed to with our locations, uh, but the late night energy and, and it'll, it's going to have that 2 a.m. license and it's, yeah. we're going to be able to, to do some really cool things uh, late at night and we're, we're, you know, we're trying to make it interactive and have that kind of barcade feel where there's you know, ping pong tables and bocce ball all inside the pub um, and the ability to do live music and cool entertainment and things like that to really keep uh, people engaged and just interested in what's going on and, and it's going to go past 12 o'clock which makes it a little bit more of a party scene as well. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me what a typical day looks like as someone who manages a parent brand and sub-brands. Oh, uh, or is there a typical day? Yeah, I, th I don't know that there is. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of just dealing with um, everything, really. I don't know a better way to, uh, just thinking back to yesterday, we were, we were talking about the beer and, yeah. and launching the beer and what that's gonna look like. And you know, that's not even to do with our pubs and our, and our restaurants. And then tomorrow we've, we're spending the majority of the day talking about the launch of the new Oakenthorn and it's yeah. it's really just dealing with things as they as they come and just for my team it's making sure that uh, we keep the brand as strong as we can and, and consistent like and yeah. consistency is important and, and you know making sure you're always on top and with you know nowadays with social media and all the digital stuff that we do it's you can't sleep on it really you've got to you've got to make sure you're always paying attention to what the trends are what everybody else is doing um, you know, it's you can't just post uh, static images and hope that people are going to get engaged with your with your company and with your brand and what you're doing. So it's it's really just kind of read and react all the time. And and um, and then the other side of it is 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 as we've grown and the company's gotten bigger, it's making sure we're still keeping in touch on a daily basis with all of the stores. Yeah. Right? It's uh, you know from whether it's the Buccaneer in Richmond or, or Town Hall Abbotsford and making sure that they have the support and the resources that they need to be successful. Uh, and because a lot of what we do and we generate from head office mm. um, is dependent on the, the operators in the stores to, to execute. So yeah. we need to make sure that they're, you know, they, they're set up to succeed. Okay. So, so what kind of team do you have? What does that look like for, for running such an operation? Yeah, right now uh, there's two or three of us. So, so myself, uh, Jessica Weiser, who manages all of our, our digital media, she's been with the company since just about day one, and she's fantastic. So she handles all of our email marketing, all of our social media, um, all of our text message marketing, and she actually also deals with our guest relations. Um, and her level of organization requires a certain attention to detail that most people don't have. Uh, she's great at what she does. And then we, we contract out some of the other resources. So Matt Bork is kind of on board with our team as a photographer and videographer a bit. Um, we've used House Hippo Media. We've a lot of different, again, in relationships, it's people yeah. that we've known, we've gotten to know over the years and um, been able to form, you know, 
an understanding with in terms of not just they understand our business, what we're trying to do and our brand. Yeah. And so and we're just set up in a way to, that we can just bring them in as needed to, to develop. We're currently expanding a little bit, yeah. um, bringing in some additional support just again as we grow, right? And yeah. in terms of our next steps and, you know, we're launching retail products, the beer, we're, we're launching a wine in the next yeah. six months probably. Okay. And so those brands on their own are going to require their own support as well. So, yeah. Yeah. so speaking about hospitality marketing, uh, those of you that are watching, there's going to be uh, links in the show notes and link in the, the YouTube channel. But the, the recent video that Burger King put out mm -hmm. about the Junior Whopper, you've seen it. Yep. What did you think about it? What was your opinion about what, what they did there? I mean, definitely, uh, I think for anybody who, you know, went to high school, which is everybody, it's, it's you kind of, it probably tugs on the emotions a little bit. I think my response to you when you sent, sent the link was lots of emotion there. And it, it's, you. most people probably were on one side or the other of that equation at some point in their life. And um, it's, inter it's interesting because very little product involved. It, like if you're watching that, you're not even really thinking it's a Burger King commercial. And, and, um, and a lot of companies have started to play with people's like bigger topics, whether you know political, mm. um, you know, social issues to, mm. to to get people engaged with what yeah. they're doing, um, which is smart because I mean you look at again you look at that commercial and we're sitting here talking about today and yeah. I don't think we'd be talking about a Burger King commercial if we're talking about the, the Whopper or yeah. something like that. So yeah. uh, it, it's it's smart, but I also think it's a little bit dangerous because mm. you just. That that one was done quite well, I thought, but you can go the other way just as easily and and get into a situation where you're offending people. Um, I can't remember if it was Burger King or if it was Wendy's with their social media where they were getting really engaged in a similar kind of idea. They were really off the cuff and and not kind of following what a lot of people would would suggest or company standards and things like that yeah. in terms of their responses to people on social media. But it's hard to argue with the results because it just you know uh, the traction it generated for them was was impressive. So. Um, I don't know, it's, it's the social awareness that it raises is great, uh, you know, but it's, like I said, it's, it's risky for any brand. And I think you have to be in a certain, have to have a certain comfort level with your brand yep. to do that. Okay. So, so make sure you yeah, take a watch. It's, uh, it's interesting just the way that Burger King has not only been able to promote uh, anti-bullying, but yep. also promote their Whopper in the same way in a very emotionally gripping style. Yeah, you, like you've got to, you, you it's, I, th I think the link that you sent me was, you know, two or three minutes and, uh, you know, not a lot of times you watch a whole video through, but yeah. it, like, I mean, for me, you're watching, kind of wondering how it's going to play out and yeah. like what those people are going to say. And, and I, again, like, I, I don't, other than the guy smashing the burger, I don't remember anything to do with the, the Burger King product really. Yeah. So, which is, which is interesting when you think about, you know, you invest all that time, energy, money yeah. in, in a commercial like that and not mention your product really once. Yeah. Um, but again, the, the results kind of speak for themselves. So, yeah. so speaking of uh, corporate social responsibility, Burger King trying to raise awareness about an issue. Uh, tell me some of the things that you're doing at the JRG Group to raise awareness about some charities and. Right. Uh, yeah. Right now, the biggest thing is uh, the JRG Sleepout. Uh, so last year, so Covenant House here in Vancouver, uh, they have a few variations of this event. They do an annual sleepout event to raise awareness for for troubled youth who who don't have you know don't have a place to sleep or a place to live, and. Uh, um, last year, Ryan Moreno, our CEO, and, and uh, Chef Matthew Stowe, who's our Director of Culinary Operations, took part. Um, it was a great event. Last year, we raised, I think, about $37,000 uh, for the charity, and, and the whole goal is to provide more resources for these youth. Um, it really 
you know, moved Ryan and Matt. Uh, actually, we were talking about last night where Ryan was saying that it really didn't hit him until afterwards, and they were talking about it afterwards and imagining, like, you know, having to sleep out on the streets all night and then go apply for a job. You know, it's like you've, you know, you've barely slept. You, you know, you feel obviously disheveled, and now you've got to go and try to get your life together and take that next step. And uh, so Ryan, uh, with the help of Coming House, kind of came up with the idea with all the staff that we have, and, and that event is, is really heavily focused in Vancouver. Um, and one of the things that is, as people from Vancouver have been moving out towards Langley and the Fraser Valley, uh, the homeless situation has really started to impact yeah. the, 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 our communities. And so, so Ryan came up with the idea of, of hosting our own version of the Sleep Out to support Covenant House and, and you know, trying to get our staff engaged. And, and not just to raise money, but just to raise awareness because I don't think, you know, like growing up working in, you know, pubs and restaurants, yeah. you're just, this is not something you're thinking about. You know, you're yeah. thinking about what you're doing Friday night and yeah. things like that. Um, so to generate a little bit more awareness for it. And, and so uh, we're uh, sleeping out at three of our locations. So we're sleeping wow. out at Town Hall, Maple Ridge, okay. uh, the new Oak and Thorn, and then SNL South Surrey. So wow. far we've got about 70 people signed up within the company and we've already wow. raised about $34,000. Um, and then to encourage donations, we're actually giving, for every $50 donated, we're giving uh, $25 GCs uh, gift cards for, for Joseph Richard Group. So yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty cool initiative. Uh, beyond that, um, we're, we do a, a ton in the charity. One of the one of the programs we're trying to launch uh, next is uh, the JRG Local Heroes Program. Mm. So, really, just a give back to the people who do so much in our community. You know, volunteer coaches, uh, teachers, firefighters, uh, first responders, like um, people who are uh, just constantly giving back to the community. And so. Um, we're just working out the details of how we're going to roll that out right now. But uh, again, really, the idea is just to just not reward, but just you know, thank you to, to the people who do so much for us. Um, and then a program we launched last year, which we, we don't talk about too much, but uh, it's, uh, we call it the JRG RAK program, which is a random acts of kindness. Mm. So um, a lot of times uh, when guests come into mm. our, st our locations, they, you know, they've, they've been dealing with hardships mm. or different stories. and. Um, and especially over the holiday season, mm. lots going on, and sometimes it's harder for uh, for for some than others. Uh, where we actually, and a lot of times, uh, people you know utilize our staff as sounding boards and to discuss those issues. Yeah. Uh, and so what we've set up is a program where, uh, when our staff comes across someone who's you know going through a hard time or maybe just needs a little pick me up, yeah. we actually what we do is we we take care of their bill, yeah. and then we give them the opportunity to to take whatever they mounted the bill and donate it to a charity of their choice. Um, it just is a, and so like a we call it a random act of kindness, wow. just just something to kind of give back. We don't publicize it or talk about it too much, like I said, but it's just just something to give again to give back in the community. And then finally, we have our big community day event coming up on December second. So we every year we do a big community day where we go out and we engage other local businesses to provide donations. And by donations, I mean you know like a gift card or, or something along those lines that we can auction off. Mm -hmm. And each of our stores picks a local charity like in in their market. Wow. So like the food bank in the market or yeah. um, you know boys and girls club things like that. Uh, and then we and we give you know partial proceeds to what we're selling that day back to uh, to that charity. And we, uh, I think last year we raised about thirty or forty thousand wow. dollars for that as well. So bet between the company. Yeah. So so yeah, it, 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 there's typically not a month that goes by that we're not trying to do something to give back to the community. And obviously, this time of year, um, a, a little bit more focused than others. So. And, and why? Why CSR? Why should other restaurants and hospitality groups be thinking about this? It's important. I mean, the community is everything for our business. I mean, if um, you know to you know to be in a position 
to to have 22 locations and and um, and for people to want to come in and you know buy you know purchase your food and your drinks and all those kind of things yeah. like y without that community mm -hmm. that business doesn't exist and I, I don't think it's just restaurants I think it's any business so um, I think giving back is a crucial part of that mm -hmm. and it's and uh, to be as supportive as you can be to yeah. the community that supports you yeah. you know so so I want to thank uh, viewers like you. This show is not only brought to you by viewers like you, but also our friends at Cyber Impact. You know about MailChimp, you know about some other alternatives that are based in America, but Cyber Impact is the Canadian option for email marketing. Thank you for supporting the show. And also, Dash This. If you wanna correlate, get all your data, all your information about all your social media, all your marketing efforts into one dashboard, the folks at Dash This have the dashboard for you. Traditional marketing. Are you guys doing anything with billboards, newspapers, radio, TV? Uh, radio a little bit. Um, you know, TV we've never really engaged in too much. Like, I mean, digital seems to be where okay. we, like, we just get the most traction from the digital okay. side. The radio, from a like a branding standpoint, yeah. and, and you know, Vancouver these days, driving anywhere, yeah. uh, you're, you're in your car longer and longer these days. It yeah. seems so. Yeah. <laughs> The radio side definitely has an impact for us. Okay. We've we've had some really good campaigns that we've that we've ran. Um, we've got a campaign coming up with uh, with TSN Radio okay, and nice. and, uh, and and Sportsnet Radio as well. Yeah. It's a good demographic for yeah. our new Oak and Thorn location and for the beer. Yeah. Um, but we've had great partnerships in the past with JRFM as well. Yeah. And, okay. and um, but traditionally we have we done a little bit of editorial or like yeah. our advertorial yeah. work with some of the local papers and. and with newspapers in particular, I've always found that it's it's the editorial stuff that works. It's like you know, um, uh, the newspaper people will get mad at me, but like you know, purchasing that full page ad that's just you know a, a graphic, it just doesn't have that same impact. People want to read stories and, and understand why they should support you, right? They want to hear about the community work, or they want to hear about um, you know, we've, we're very fortunate to have a great culinary team, and they want to know like why why they want to try that new dish at yeah. Town Hall yeah. or, or SNL. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I think, uh, but you can't really communicate that in an ad, no. right? Where if you have someone telling the story, it allows the guests to engage a lot more mm. and, and become a, a little bit more interested in what we're doing. Yeah, so. that's smart. And, and how do you measure the, the impact of like an advertorial or the radio? How do you measure those two in particular? Um, both are hard because there's, I mean, the newspaper, if, if depending on the setup, I mean, you can yeah. you could actually attach something to, to bring in, but... Um, I think there's just an element of brand awareness that you yeah. need to create with those things, and, and um, for any business trying to to, to out when you're setting budgets for what you're going to do in those areas, um, understanding that some of it you're never going to be able to track, you know, dollar for dollar in yeah. and out, um, which is part of the beauty of the digital stuff is that you can you get a better idea of in uh, of what the numbers say and what they're doing for you, but um, it, it's more just a brand awareness exercise and yeah. and making people familiar with who you are and what you're doing. Okay. Um, in the, t the same with the TV side, we, we don't do any advertising on TV, but we do work with CTV and Global yeah. TV to get our team on there yeah. um, and trying to discuss whether it's, not even always just our restaurants, mm -hmm. just uh, like what, you know, I think the last segment we did with Global TV and, and CTV both was how to make use of uh, Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. Like, and, we're, and we're not offering Thanksgiving leftovers yeah, <laughs> in our stores, but it's just saying like, hey, we've got, we've got some, you know, some great chefs on our team yeah. who uh, know a lot more than like I do about yeah. about what to do with uh, yeah. turkey leftovers and whatnot, and and, and we're going to put that out there. And again, it's just you know people are going to see 
Chef Stowe or Chef George yeah. on on TV talking about that and just see the logo on their on their chef jacket or yeah. um, and and start to familiarize themselves with our brand. So there's just any time you can put your brand in front of people, there's value in that. That's smart. And tell me about what you're doing when it comes to digital. You mentioned it, and, and what are you excited about, and what are you seeing? Uh, yeah, with digital, I mean, um, we, right now, what we the one thing we've tried to really engage our staff with yeah. is uh, is is Instagram and and, and stories. Like we went through a, a time where we're just we've got so much going on, and yeah. we're just trying to get everything out through Instagram. Yeah. And, um, you know you know, the posters for whatever events we're hosting and whatnot, but... We'll and you're keeping it all through GRG, right? Every brand... No, we ha uh, on Instagram, we have we, we have their, our main kind of corporate brand, which is yeah. uh, our, our GRG account. Then we, yeah. ha we have a public house brand, an okay. SNL brand, okay. um, and then we will have, like, an Italian brand yeah. that's out there now, actually, and, and like, Two Pals, again, has its yeah. own brand. And and going back to one of your original questions, that it definitely is a challenge because they're all very different in yeah. terms of, like, the look and the feel and, you know, how we set up each account and it's... Yeah. and. You know, again, a lot of credit to our graphic team and yeah. uh, killed out and, and Jessica, who yeah. I mentioned before, like in terms of keeping that all organized and, yeah. and going. Um, you know, with our pub brand, it's a lot. We're trying to be a lot more fun and upbeat, and yeah. really trying to hit that you know nineteen to thirty-five yeah. demographic. Um, doing lots of stories. And yeah, you, and exactly. You give the power to the people that do their own. Stories. We do. We do. Well, we've just we've just started that in the last okay. like month or two because. Uh, Again, it's it's similar to the Burger King thing where you, you know you have that hesitation that you're going to give a bunch of, um, you know, part-time employees this access to your, your brand. Like yeah. you, as soon as you hand over that password, yeah. password you can't take it back, right? So, um, and and you go through that kind of like oh like can we do this kind of moment, and and then you realize you, you need to because it's yeah. it, you know I always joke with our team, you know I'm. I've got two kids at home, and I, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not cool anymore. I'm not. I'm not. Like I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what you know. A 25 year old wants to do on, a, on the weekend. Yeah. But our staff does. Yeah. And they and they. You know. You look at. You know. You if you were to go through all of our staff pages, you'd see like all of them. You know, got thousands of followers and things yeah. like that. Like, and it. It's. Uh, so they know what people want to see, yeah. and they. They just. They've got people following them to, yeah. and th that's only going to help our business. And yeah. so, um, so yeah. So we've in the last probably month we've started to. Uh, work with like identify key people in the stores yeah. who um, are engaged in our brand and, and are passionate about our brand and, and are, are showing an interest in, in doing more and, and trying to take them under um, our wing a little bit and, and so giving them that opportunity and, and working with them to say okay like you know on a Friday night when you're here and this is happening like what are you seeing you think if they think that's cool then here's you know post that to nice. to this account and, and we're seeing a lot of traction that way and it's because that's what people want it's uh, with digital media it's instant gratification right yeah. they don't want to see like a post all the time about what's happening next week they want to yeah. see what, what was what's going on right now like maybe I'll come there right and uh, yeah. if they see a post and the, you know the party's go, you know looks like it's going off and people yeah. are having a great time then yeah. they want to be a part of that right yeah. so and if you were at like all the social channels that are out there and digital opportunities, how would you maybe rank them as far as like the important ones for the your JRG brands? That's tough. Um, Instagram for us right now is probably the key yeah. in terms of like where a lot of our focus is. Um, our email marketing yeah. is really strong because okay. um, you know it's it, we we have a really dedicated group of guests, like a really loyal. They're very loyal to our brands, um, and we see a lot of traction with yeah. what we do with our email marketing. Um, and it's one of those ones again where you can you can actually generate reports and see who's uh, who's paying attention to yeah. what you're doing. But we even from a uh, we just we ran a Halloween night yeah. is typically a slower night uh, just because people are out with their kids and, yeah. and doing whatever. Um, so we ran a few promotions where it was like a, f a free appetizer at a couple mm -hmm. of our locations with the purchase of a couple entrees and and you can 
you track that and see the results and so we get a lot of traction there so I'd say Instagram email marketing um, Facebook's still quite strong for us just yeah. because it's really the only localized version that we have like we don't we don't have Instagram or Twitter accounts for Oakenthorn on its own or, yeah. or Town Hall Langley on its own Facebook we have whereas we have Facebook pages so again yeah. that dedicated following is paying attention to what we're doing yeah. um, and then for us in the hospitality business, it's paying attention to things like Open Table and Google yeah. and Yelp and, and the reviews that we get there yeah. and making sure that we're paying attention to what people are saying about us, interacting with them. Um, you, you know, if, if someone's had a poor experience and making sure that we're working with them to, to make it right. Yeah. And if someone's had a, had a good experience, making sure not only do we say thanks for coming in yeah. to them, but also let our staff know. Like that's a big thing too. And like, hey, thanks. Like, uh, you, know, you know, we're getting, you know, our, we, we go through a thing where Every month we send out the reviews to all of our all of our teams and oh, wow. and our and our Google ratings, yeah. and it's important for them to know. Like if if you're getting you know four point six out of five, you guys are doing a good job, and, yeah. and that's you know it keeps them motivated and excited about what they have going on as well. Okay, so so looking at the map right now, so there's TripAdvisor, mm -hmm. there's Yelp, mm -hmm. and there's Google Places. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to win it out in the end, or what, what do you for you? What are you seeing the difference between them? Types of people, types of users. We don't. Spend a lot of time on TripAdvisor. Yeah, so it's like more of a tourist yeah, attraction, yeah, international yeah. visitors. Yeah, Yelp seems to be the same group of people. Okay. It seems to be like, um, for, at least for us, it, it, it doesn't seem like we don't seem to generate new guests there or at least new reviews. Mm -hmm. So if you were to like actually do an analysis of the people we're talking to on a regular basis mm -hmm. there, it's, it's almost, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Like they're loyal, they're coming back, they're, yeah. they're talking to us through there. Yeah. Um, Google seems to be where we get the most new interactions okay so yeah um one of the questions generated from uh, someone who heard you were coming on the show was the whole world of influencers and you know food yeah. bloggers it, it, you know it can be overwhelming and can become confusing who do you work with who do you not work with mm -hmm. do you uh, do you offer free stuff to them do you pay them to come in how have you kind of solved that or what are you what are you doing to figure out that world at the moment again just trying to build relationships we definitely use them um, we definitely reach out to them we definitely you know want to work with them um, and it's not just ones that you would think would fit our brand. You know, it's it's you know everybody. I mean, there's the, again, it's it's a great marketing tool right now. And it's um, it, I personally, I'm not a huge fan of paying for it. I think I think if we can offer a good product and a good experience and a and a, um, a shared opportunity, if you will, like to come in and experience our environment, um, we can help grow their brand. And hopefully, they can help grow ours. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of them out there, and they're all they all have. Uh, really positive aspects about what they're offering yeah. and from what we've seen and we've had some really successful um, from the events to just individual you know night you know nights out where they've come in and had a chance to experience it so we definitely and, I, and again like the two pals is a, another area where we're looking at uh, really utilizing that network of people um, to help grow this brand and, and and put it on the radar for people that's cool so so tell me right now like you you've got two owners like two Pals, Principles, yep, yep, buddies. How you, as their marketing director, report to them what you're doing and that maybe the success of what you're doing, or maybe where you're seeing issues, and yep. like, is it multiple reports? Is it one report? Is it one dashboard? Or what do you use to give them the data? Uh, honestly, it's uh, one of the great things about the company. I mean, we just meet. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of old school that way. Yeah. And, and um, like, you know, last night again, like I was saying before, we were talking about two pals. We met. We went to. Uh, at SNL like late last night and mm -hmm. just kind of sat there and brainstormed and just you know we kind of have our it's 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 on it's kind of funny as I think about it I never really have but it's it's kind of old 
archaic in a way. We just we create our list. Like these are the things we're working on, and we yeah. just we just kind of roll through them. And just yeah. and it's uh, again one of the great things about the company is it's really open dialogue. Like yeah. there's no no bad ideas. I know it's a really cheesy thing to oh. say, but it's it's uh, it, you know for for me coming in when the company was five six years old. Yeah you would just expect that there's just this pattern and process yeah. that, that everybody kind of works with. And, and there is, for sure. Like, there's, I mean, there's, there's infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But, um, but there's no, like I said, there's just no bad ideas. It's a real, you know, even if we, we were sitting around last night talking about it, and uh, as we were at SNL Langley and the, some of the staff mm -hmm. were getting off, and we, we said, hey, you know, try this is the beer. Like, try it. What do yeah. you think? We, you know, how would you tell your friends about it? And, like, yeah. you know, this is just, you know, the, bar just, the bartender just happened to be on and the server just happened to be working that night. And there's really that, um, I think everybody's aware that in that business, mm -hmm. you need, like, it's not just my ideas that yeah. are going to work and, and or, or Ryan's or Andre's. And they're, like, they're just, like I said, a willingness to discuss that with everybody. So as far as, like, a reporting thing, um, Ryan's the, the principal and the, the CEO, so he's the day-to-day -day yeah. guy that we, that we work with on a day. Like, I meet with Ryan once a week and just mm -hmm. kind of, you know, we discuss upcoming projects and what, we, what we've worked on and how those things are going. Andre focuses on like Andre's uh, big focus right now is the new Oakenthorn. So yeah. so it's individual projects as they come up. Andre yeah. focuses on those and then just kind of again for me it's just providing support where he needs it and, and resources where he needs it from a marketing standpoint. And so, um, but like I said it's 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 honestly uh, it's like a group of group of friends. Maybe for you, uh, maybe in the last month, what's something that you saw marketing wise that got you really excited that you tried something and it was like wow that was really great or something that you were like hey you knew it was going to be a win and and you were right. Honestly, I, I think the Instagram stories and just the engagement we've gotten, um, you know, just getting because the the net benefit for the company is not just the the traction on social media. It's it's the seeing the staff get more yeah. engaged in the okay. business. It's it's um, letting them feel like they've got a part of it, too. Yeah. And it's not just showing up and serving tables or whatever yeah. their, their role is within that store. It's like. Um, you know, we talked to some of the staff with Oakenthorn mm -hmm. opening and asked them, say, hey, would you be w willing to go in there during construction, take mm -hmm. some pictures yeah. and do some of those kinds of things? And, and, and they just get really like, oh, like you want me to be involved in that? Like that's, mm -hmm. that's cool. And I think, so it's, it's kind of got a, it's a, it's a double-sided win, if you will, mm -hmm. right? Where um, you're, you're getting more out of it. People are getting more interested in the business and getting more support that way. Um, and then likewise, like I said, the staff are like all fired up and, and want to mm -hmm. do more. Um, and then the, the sleep, I, the, the community stuff has always been a big thing for me. So just seeing the reaction of the staff, like, I mean, sleeping out in a parking lot for eight hours is not super exciting. And, yeah. and uh, uh, but to see, you know, a bunch of um, people rally behind it and get behind it, yeah. even just the support um, that we've got from like businesses like yourself, like I know you guys donated as well. Thank you. And, uh, but uh, just seeing everybody rally behind the company and, um, the amount of dollars we're able to raise yeah. in just a short time, and it's 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 really cool. cool. So, maybe biggest uh, maybe mistake or failure that happened in the last while that you you learned from and other people could learn from. Biggest mistake. I don't know if it's so much related to marketing, but it's it's just not um, empowering the people around you. Like mm -hmm. it's. Uh, it's really easy to get caught up in just doing what you want to do or what I want to do or, or whatever. And, and um, the value of teamwork and, and, you know, the two heads are better than one mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and especially in marketing, uh, like the, what's the one thing I learned so much, I've learned so much over the years in marketing is that like when I started, when I was, you know, 23, 24 mm -hmm. years old working for the hockey team, I, yeah. I, I thought I knew better than everybody. Yeah. And 
you learn really fast that you don't. And so, yeah. uh, and like I said, especially now, like the older I get and the younger like that demographic is yeah. for for our business, yeah. you, you need you need support. You need people yeah. to to be involved with you, and mm -hmm. it needs to be like you know as many people as you can pulling the chain, so to speak, because it's the only way you'll you'll have success. Yeah. So, um, iPhone or Android. Uh, iPhone only recently though. Okay, really. Yeah, I, was, I, I was like a full-on like PC Samsung like guy until and then I came over to Joseph and everybody at the restaurant like I, I was like one of three people not on on Mac. Okay. And so I, I went all in laptop. Okay. P, like desktop yeah. and, and uh, phone and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And your top three apps that you use on a regular basis on your uh, iPhone. Uh, inst I don't know if they're really considered the apps as much as they're just. Things, but Instagram, uh, Bleacher Report for my sports news. Okay. Um, I really might be Twitter. I, I still love Twitter. Like, okay. it's, Twitter's my news source. Yeah. So it's it's like where I get midnight, where I finally get into bed. I'm just trying to figure out what happened today. So, okay. yeah. So, and being a parent with, with little children, mm -hmm. have you learned anything from your children about marketing that you that? Uh, you, I, I learned that they're going to be way smarter than I ever can imagine to be when it comes to just electronics and technology. So they like this um, uh, marketing, probably not so much, but just, just it's just a different world yeah. than what we grew up in. Yeah. And like my uh, four-year-old daughter, she's like she can work on iPhone better than me. Yeah. So it's and it, and it's just seamless. And a lot of parents are reluctant about yeah. that, but um, we don't we don't give them a lot of screen time, but at the yeah. same time, I don't want them to get left behind, and I think yeah. it's gonna be an important part of their future, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, and your job in 10 years, you know, what you're doing now, what do you think will be the biggest difference that you're gonna see as far as what your role is and, and what outlets you're gonna be using for marketing? I don't even know that you can predict that. It's, I, yeah, I mean, I compared to what we were doing 10 years ago, like, again, a different industry, yeah. but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's hard because I, I think things will revert a little bit when it comes to hospitality because I think we, and you're, I think you see it a little bit now like that personal touch and, mm -hmm. and like face-to-face -face interaction yeah. that seemed to go away a little bit yeah. in the last 10 years people are starting to value that again and I think uh, I think and which I think sets you know Joseph Richard group up well because I think there's still so much of that interaction and kind of grassroots connection that yeah. um, I think people are going to want more of that. They're going to want to know the person that they're, they're going to want to support the person that they know and not just the person that told them to support them on social media or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, right. But I mean, yeah, in terms of, I don't know, people are going to have chips in them and saying, go eat there, I don't know, who knows? But it's, yeah, I, I think that the, it's pretty hard to predict that. Well, everyone, this was Jared Harmon, Joseph Richards Group. I uh, really appreciate you being yeah, on the show, sharing so much. Thanks again to Jared Harmon for joining us today from the Joseph Richards Group. Really appreciate all the insights and ideas he had to share. Make sure that if you have questions or comments or thoughts, make sure that you post it in the comments below, anywhere that you can, in any place that you are watching this podcast. You can find us at Jelly Marketing on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the places, and we love hearing from you. I want to thank our sponsors again, both CyberImpact.com, Canada's email marketing point of choice, and also our friends at Dash This, DashThis.com, way to go and consolidate your marketing data into one place so that you can better find everything that you need to know to share what your impact is doing with your marketing. Remember to subscribe and follow us. For the audio podcast, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And to catch up on our feature conversations on video, follow Jelly Marketing on Facebook and YouTube. 
Thanks again for joining us. Goodbye, and we'll see you next time. When you need to work quickly and confidently, you need Grammarly. It's a trusted AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with better writing. And it works where you work, across 500,000 apps and websites. 96% of users agree. Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.